I felt very Swedish for a long time. And uh, then I had a project in Mexico City. And uh, it was just so interesting because a lot of people were telling me, you know, wow, you're so South American. This is the podcast where you meet people who are not similar on the surface. They're not on magazine covers, and they all have different jobs. But like all of us, they've made big choices and ponder the big questions. Learn what makes them tick and what we all share as fellow human beings. This is Get to Know an Average Joe. We're in the cozy apartment of Maggie Bori. We've just eaten something very traditional with our coffee. It is the second uh, advent and we had saffron buns. So Maggie, the first question to you is, are traditions important to you? Yes, absolutely. I don't necessarily follow like every tradition, but uh, Lucia, I think, is one of those that I really appreciate. It's nice to go to church, listen to the choir sing. And midsummer is super important. We've had the same group of friends at one of my friends' place for like, I don't know how many years, more than 10. My friend's name is Eric. He arranges everything for our group of friends. And then Eric's dad and mom also has a party alongside. So those are two particularly Swedish traditions. Uh, you've also spent some time outside of Sweden during your career. Have you picked up any traditions from your time outside the country? And if so, which ones? Hmm, I'm not really sure I have. You lived in Brazil. I did. What did you enjoy about Brazil? People are so open. It's an environment of a lot of laughter. And uh, even through like hard questions and hard times. So during my stay there, for instance, there was a big debate around Dilma or not Dilma. And even when there was protests and things like that on Paulista and, uh, you know, so many people gathering up there, it was still friendly and it was still a lot of uh, singing and uh, singing with words that meant something, but still in this kind of very strong, happy spirit. Uh, I really enjoy that about Brazil. Good spirit of debate. Absolutely. And a caipirinha or two has come back to Sweden with you. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> we actually had, um, before getting married, we had a pre-party where we did like uh, full-on uh, Brazilian style with barbecue in the garden and all of that. And also at the wedding at itself, we brought in some samba ladies and some drums. Uh, so that was, uh, I think, one of my high points when uh, Patricia, you remember her? She... Um, I saw her dancing and she was kind of dancing around, having fun. And then Samba came on. I saw that like the level just kind of increased quite significantly in her happiness. <laughs> and then I see her a little bit surprised and like looking around. And that's when he's, she's noticing that this is not like just a recording. This is actually drums coming in the room and she drops her shit. And that was like so beautiful. <laughs> Do you samba dance as well? You samba? Uh, well, I kind of do. I fake it till you make it type of samba. <laughs> so that kind of meal, that kind of party sounds like a tradition that you've brought in then from Brazil. Uh, describe your wedding a little bit. Was that an important ceremony for you to hold in a certain way? I think the most important thing for both me and my husband was to, you know, really unite all our friends 
uh, we had several parties coming up to the wedding so that our friends would kind of meet with each other and have fun with each other. Uh, so a lot of it was really to just have that joint celebration rather than anything else. And you're still a newlywed, yes? I am. It's just months ago. After the wedding now, we're in your apartment right now, but these are the waning days of living in this apartment. So what happens next in your life? It is, and this is a huge uh, leap now, I think. Uh, I bought this apartment late 2007, so that's, you know, nine years ago. And uh, Frederick and I, my husband and I, have bought an apartment in a new part of the city. Uh, really excited to really refurbish it and buy all the furniture and kind of build that home together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love this apartment and this is also our home. Uh, but just to build it from scratch together will be fantastic. And that sounds really optimistic and I don't, I don't want to get too negative here, but research mm -hmm. says that moving is one of the most stressful events of our lives. What kind, how, how do you feel when you think about moving? I guess I, I do acknowledge that. I, most of my life I spend, you know, in a couple of homes. But I think Frederick and I have, uh, you know, we took the leave to go to Brazil together. And that was after knowing each other for a few months. Uh, so I do see a lot of excitement around it. And I think. So what was that conversation like when you said, okay, we've only known each other for a few months, but I have this job opportunity, so let's go. <laughs> so it started with, I had a trip to Brazil very last minute. And I think I realized that this is going to kind of be a job opportunity or not. And at that point, I thought, you know, honestly, not everything in life goes well. So one of the two things are probably going to kind of crash. So, you know, I'll just play on both lines and then we'll see whatever lasts. <laughs> and then nothing crashed. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit, you know, I'd, for the job, I'd gone a little bit too high. And I've been a little bit too aggressive on my, what I wanted that I didn't feel I could back from that. And then on the other side, I had Frederick and, you know, this was a super special relationship. And, you know, how can I make this happen? And so I decided that I would stay in Brazil, in Sweden, I mean, for six months. And uh, so to give us a chance to get to know each other a little bit better. And from a work perspective, it also made sense because then I could uh, change to the same business area that I would be working in in Brazil. But in Sweden, which is my home market, where I know the players and, you know, I'd probably feel more comfortable with just changing one thing at a time. So, it, like, it really worked out to the best. And then, of course, large focus for those six months was to convince him to go. And he did. Was that a, a campaign that you had to run carefully or did you did you go full bore to convince him? Um. I think yeah, I needed to balance a little bit. Um, so Frederick is uh, also a person that cares a lot about his career. And he was very uh, nervous that this would not be the smartest career move. Um, even though I think we both were very happy and uh, sure about our relationship. Uh, so we also had that perspective that we needed to find him a job for it all to make sense. 
and to, you know, really put the puzzle pieces together. Funnily enough, actually, I put him in contact uh, with one of our friends in common in, in uh, Latin America. And I said, uh, you know, this is a person that has done a good career and probably has, you know, some very good feedback. And he's also very open and transparent. And this person then tells Frederick that, yeah, from a career perspective, super bad move. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> but, you know. Remind me not to ask for your help again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that was exactly what Frederick needed to hear. Someone that didn't try and convince him that, you know, maybe uh, uh, experience abroad could be... Uh, good curricular thing even though it's not the perfect job or whatever whatever you just needed to hear up front that yeah not necessarily the best move it'll be a backward step but for a short time exactly so are you the kind of person what drives you like when you get up in the morning what is going to make maggie's day fabulous i have this favorite quote which is life is too important to be taken seriously and uh, and so I try to kind of really every day live life to its fullest and uh, have fun. And uh, one of those things that really energizes me is meet people, uh, discuss different perspectives. Uh, if it's work related, do problem solving and, and find ways to get forward. If it's uh, on a free time basis, you know, really discuss different perspectives of life or whatever. Uh, so really this meet with people, I think, is one of my energizers. Mm. So a typical extrovert. But one of the stories you just described over coffee was having dinner with your colleagues at your mom's house and your mom is not an extrovert. Can you just describe that story a little bit and, and how you reacted to that inter inadvertently? <laughs> so I invited, I think we were 12 or 13 people at my mother's place and uh, and she escaped uh, and uh, but i told her you have to you know uh, don't you just please want to join for a little bit you don't have to join for the whole event but you know my colleagues will want to meet you and and uh, it'll be exciting uh, for both of you i think and so she did and she came then mid through uh, the event and by then i'd had a caipirinha and we were all chatting away and everyone's really extroverts around that table so i completely forgot this that my mother is maybe a little bit more shy and uh, i instead of kind of sneaking her in and uh, carefully introducing her one person at a time i introduced her with a big ta-da <laughs> she got so nervous and, uh, and really felt she needed to have two minutes to just collect herself. Right. Uh, but I mean, then it took her, you know, no time and, and she was uh, chatting away, even with uh, my boss's American wife, which is interesting because she doesn't speak much Swedish and my mother doesn't speak much English, but they seem found a common language. language. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What was that like growing up with having having such a different personality with your mother? Did that teach you from an early age how to deal with differences? I think so. I think uh, I saw a lot of culture clashes already at an early age. Uh, from what? What do you mean culture clashes? Just personality? Or? So from then, uh, my mother is Argentinian and has that cultural background. And my father is Swedish. I grew up in Sweden. 
uh, whilst I was born in Brazil. And, uh, you know, they had always different ideas. I shouldn't say always, but they had quite a few times different ideas about uh, staying up times or going out partying times and ways. And uh, my mother is a quite rigid person. So this argument that the friend that lives next door is going to go home at this time so we could go together doesn't really stick with her. She does what she thinks it's right. And that's just the way. But I think that's made me very curious and also kind of seeing it as there's so many curvy paths to Rome not just like a one straight highway, right? Mm -hmm. And you described, so when we started this interview and you talked about traditions that you really are close to and like to celebrate, those are Swedish traditions, but you just described your heritage as uh, lots of different flavors. Mm -hmm. So how do you describe yourself culturally? So I think I'm a little bit of a mix of everything. It probably took me some years to understand that. I felt very Swedish for a long time. And uh, then I had a project in Mexico City. And uh, it was just so interesting because a lot of people were telling me, you know, wow, you're so South American. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and um, I now feel and describe myself as a mix of all of these things. And uh, that that makes me a person that is quite interested in broad perspectives and different perspectives. Uh, not afraid of uncomfortable situations, but rather curious about it. Okay, so let's pursue a bit of an uncomfortable situation, maybe a problem that you're helping solve in the professional space. Um, And it's one of our favorite topics when we meet and talk, and that is what it's like to be a professional woman in a male-dominated company and industry. Uh, What is your experience of that? Hmm. Interesting. So I, um, a long time, I never thought about it. I'd uh, always studied uh, technical areas. So already from high school, I kind of took a deep dive into technical um, education. And, and then I followed suit with that. So, I mean, I did electrical engineering to begin with, and we were about 5% women, and then mechanical engineering, 20%. So um, I didn't take much into it. And now that we're talking about it more, then I think about it more. And I, I think I just told you that I sometimes I kind of want to take a step back in that and play the naive girl again, because if you're unaware, you're super happy, and, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had uh, one female leader that I look up to a lot uh, telling me once that, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of uh, drawbacks with being a woman in this very male dominant industry and, and job, but there's also benefits. So leverage those. I mean, one benefit is if you walk into a room, people are much more likely to remember you. Simple and positive, which I think are two adjectives that describe you. Would you agree with that? At least positive. (laughs) And I don't mean simple mentally, but I mean seeing things in a simple way. (laughs) I guess so. I hope so. I try to. Then a favorite question on Get to Know an Average Joe is just to describe a best day for you. And this could be a weekday, it could be a weekend, but what ingredients do you put together to make one of those gold star days? Hmm. 
very nice question. I think, you know, of course, being with people I like and having a lot of laughter. Laughter is uh, super important for a best day. Uh, maybe having either come to think about an idea or realize an idea, uh, something like that, some kind of achievement. Uh, I'm doing this strength-based coaching right now, actually, and, and one of the things that I learned just recently is that achievers are a huge uh, part of me. As I left Maggie's apartment, she was sure that it was her hand, not mine, on the doorknob for my exit. That's the Brazilian way of signaling that I'm welcome back. Welcome back next time to meet Sebastian on the very day his life changed. You may have heard of um, the expression CLM, career limiting mood. Yes. But I, I would say I have turned it around a little bit. So I see this as an LCM. Uh, an LCM is more of a life changing mode. Join me, Dodi Axe, with Sebastian Lind next time on Get to Know an Average Joe. And now, if you'll excuse me.